Hello and welcome to The Long Short, a new podcast brought to you by AMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, focusing on the very latest insights on hedge funds and private credit. My name is Tom Kehoe and I'm the Global Head of Research and Communications at AMA. AMA is the global representative of the alternative investment industry with around 2,000 corporate members spread across 60 countries. Of these, our fund manager members account for approximately 2 trillion in hedge fund and private credit assets. Each bi-weekly episode of The Long Short will examine topical areas of interest from across the alternative investment universe with news, views and analysis delivered by AMA's global team, as well as a host of industry experts. So whether you are a hedge fund or private credit industry veteran, a student of the industry, or just someone interested in learning more about hedge funds and private credit, this podcast will be your ideal companion to help navigate you through the long and short of this fascinating industry. Hello, and welcome to episode four of The Long Short. And I'm delighted to be joined today by my colleague, Fiona Treble. Hello, Tom. Thanks very much for having me. Now, Fiona, you, in addition to your role as Global Head of Membership at AMA, you also coordinate our very important work with our emerging managers, or the next generation of managers, as we describe them. What do we mean by an emerging manager? Yeah, thanks, Tom. So broadly, we categorize next gen or emerging managers as those running up to half a billion US dollars. Now, we've run the numbers on this, and those managers in that category globally are managing only about 6% of the total hedge fund assets, but there are roughly 2,050 or so of them. So that's a lot of smaller managers. The next category up are those managing half a billion to a billion, and there are about 320 of those managers, again, only running about 6% of the global assets. But when you look at those who are at a billion or more, um, they're about 700 managers, and they account for 88% of the total hedge fund industry AUM. So by number, um, there are a vast amount of next generation managers who I think really need um, our help or guidance or our perspective on what's going on in the industry. Because as AMA and a trade association, we do have an eye view of the whole industry. Yes, so as you say, large in number, but they make up a very small percentage of the total assets under management across the hedge fund industry. How have these emerging managers done over the past 12 months? Well, as with all managers, from a performance perspective, there's been a wide dispersion of returns amongst the next generation managers. But generally, and from what I've seen, it's in line with the industry and they've performed well and they're really holding their own and they're in no way diminishing. Um, There's still a demand for service providers to focus on these managers. We're seeing a lot of conferences um, set up uh, for these managers, and we continue at AIMA to see management company launches amongst our new members. And it's fair to say that, you know, the subset of this industry has its own unique challenges, you know, in addition to the challenges being faced more broadly um, by the asset management industry and by the hedge fund industry. You know, what do you see as being the main challenges, you know, for the emerging manager? So, I mean, the first challenge is the asset size, which simply means that for these managers, they've got less budget to play with. 
yet. Investors still expect to see um, solid, robust operational infrastructure that appropriately supports their businesses. So I think the challenge for managers is to firstly understand what systems or people they really need and ones they can't compromise on versus those items that, you know, will do for now, but as the business grows, they'll need to be enhanced. And these decisions will mainly depend on the demands of the strategy. If you're a high frequency trader, you're going to need to put a lot of your budget towards um, sophisticated and good systems versus if you're a bottom-up fundamental equity focused manager, you're probably going to be spending a lot of your budget on research. But the good thing is that say 10 to 15 years ago, there was a real sense that unless you used tier one service providers, you weren't gonna be taken seriously. Today, those investors who are mandated to explore new and smaller managers, they really understand it's not always realistic uh, for those guys to employ brand names in the beginning. Um, so there are a lot of service providers, many of whom are AMA members, who have offerings that are specifically designed for the needs of smaller managers. Um, I think the second main challenge, it's very real, it's always been there, is asset raising. And that's for a number of reasons. I think managers need to understand who the right investors are, work out a way to get in front of them. And then you've got to have a pitch that's going to resonate because you generally only have one opportunity to get it right. So to get beyond that friend and family stage to getting some meaningful external capital, it really requires dedicated and focused work. And unfortunately, many small managers, they don't tend to view the IR business development function as important enough to hire a dedicated professional to focus on this or even to outsource it to a third party marketer. And it really is a full time job. And when I speak to some of the larger managers and say, look, if you had your time again, at what stage would you think about creating that dedicated in-house function or, or getting third party marketers? And without exception, they all say, even if it's not day one, it's something that should be thought about very early on in the development of a fund management business. So I do think this is something that managers or smaller managers should reconsider. Yeah, arguably that function has become the most critical function, I guess, after, you know, the CIO role, maybe the ops role um, over the last 12 to 18 months, you know, where we've had a situation when we've all had to work, you know, in a decentralized environment and to the extent then that, you know, the IR function had that relationship with the client or had a relationship, you know, previously with the client and, and as well as managing the client itself, managing the expectations and needs of the client, you know, that IR function has become even more critical. So very interesting um, observations, Fiona, you know, on, on the challenges being faced by the emerging manager and indeed how these would overlap in terms of not just emerging managers, but the larger manager community as well but out of challenges there are opportunities and we will revisit those in the second half of this podcast but for now we'll go for a brief interlude AMA are very pleased to partner with help for children for the hfc and AMA 2021 london benefit dinner which takes place on the 18th of november the pandemic prevented us all from gathering last year to raise vital funds for hfc and their mission to prevent and treat child abuse this year, we intend to do just that. The social impact of COVID-19 has already seen many more vulnerable children suffering from violence, abuse and neglect. 
now more than ever, we need your help. Help for Children was established within the hedge fund community and on their 15th annual benefit dinner, which coincides with AIMA's 30-year anniversary since inception, as an industry, there has never been a better time for us to get together to show that we still care. To book a ticket, book a table, or learn about sponsorship, email events at AIMA.org. All proceeds from this event will support HFC grants to the most effective child abuse and treatment programs in the UK. We hope to see you there. Welcome back. So I'm here with Fiona Treble, um, Global Head of Membership at AMA, and also in her responsibility, coordinating the efforts with our next generation of managers across AMA. Um, so in the first half of the podcast, Fiona, we talked about the challenges being faced by the emerging and next generation managers, but out of challenges come opportunities. Um, what about the opportunities set then for emerging managers? What are you hearing? Well, I think the first thing to note is compared to years ago when you were a manager, maybe you were coming from a trading floor maybe you were a second generation hedge fund manager, you'd come from a brand name, you could set up a fund with your own capital, maybe your former employees were going to give you some money to manage, and you probably had enough capital to start from the ground up, hire up your own people, obtain regulatory licenses. I still see that happening, but there are lots of different ways of starting up now if you're not in the lucky position to have a lot of startup capital. And those folk might find it easy to join a platform where um, some or all, all of these things are being looked after, whether it's regulations, operations, compliance, and sometimes distributions included into the deal. Um, and that means a manager can really focus on implementing their investment ideas and establishing a track record. So there are certainly sufficient different ways to get up and running these days. Um, the second opportunity, um, well, it's a challenge and an opportunity, and again, capital raising. But I am hearing that capital is being raised for startups. So there is an interest in newer managers. But as I've mentioned before, managers need to be really clear, have a clear strategy on how to obtain this investment. Um, it's not a case of you build something wonderful and they will come. Sadly, that doesn't happen. And finally, um, we all hear about... ESG and it's something that all the managers have to be thinking about whether you're big or small but I believe that this could be a really interesting opportunity for newer managers and it could provide them with an edge to investors they have a clean slate no one believes that a, a newer manager is going to be able to implement all the ESG ideas either at management company level or into their strategies but it's something that they can be thinking about. And if they can demonstrate to investors that they're taking these factors seriously and they will implement them soon as possible, I actually think this will give them a real edge and they should actually embrace that as an opportunity. Um, so those are the, the main things I'm seeing and hearing out there. Interesting, Fiona. So ESG being, again, uh, you know, the, the distinctive mark to be able to differentiate yourself from from the um, the masses or from the herd, so to speak. So, yeah, and we will revisit ESG. Um, I know that we we talked about that in um, episode two, 
but we'll be revisiting ESG um, several times and many, many more times indeed, you know, as we go through um, the long, short um, podcast series. Uh, so interesting, again, that you talk about um, that the opportunity set for emerging hedge fund managers, and that is very encouraging to hear that um, capital is being raised for new managers, and particularly given you know this period of time, like I said, where you know it. What I'm reading about anyway, unless you can tell me otherwise, is that um, the lion's share of industry capital is going to the more established names, um, and you know this period where that pre-existing relationship between manager and client is really key in being able to retain business, but also in the extent of new business um, you know, being launched or new funds being launched from these established hedge fund sets. Um, is there really a compelling case then for investors to allocate to emerging hedge fund managers? You put forward you know, a good argument there in terms of the opportunity set, but given that we still have um, these restrictions around capital raising, you know, particularly where we have this period that managers and clients are not able to meet up as often as one could have done before the pandemic. You know, are we are, are we saying that you know investors will allocate and you know, will continue to see um, the value proposition and the opportunity set for emerging hedge fund managers? I think there's two ways of answering this. First of all, let's look at the background. Um, as an allocator, you've done your due diligence, you have an established um, set of funds that you allocate to, yeah? During the pandemic, it's been very difficult to perform ODD and to finish off the complete due diligence on those funds. So it would be very normal to top up to the managers that you already have investments with. Um, but those allocations are drying up. You can't keep on going to the same wells. So investors really have to look at new opportunities out there. And this is when newer fund managers have got the opportunities. Um, it's always been the case, and I think it still stands true, that some of the best performance from a manager comes in the early years of trading. If you can get in early as an investor, and depending on the arrangement you set up, um, investors can be afforded attractive terms, reduction in fees, greater transparencies, and in some situations, if the strategy lends itself, there can be opportunities to look for an interesting co-investments. So I think for newer managers, in a way, this difficult time over the last 18 months, two years, has offered them you know, opportunities because investors need to be looking for new ideas. And it always stands true that if you can get in an early stage as an allocator, it's an innovative thing to do, but it can reap benefit. Yeah, interesting. And um, I know that, Emma, we we write um, um, tons of content and offer um, guidance, sound practices guidance you know, around what um, managers need to be doing in order to best attract the attention of investors, you know, very briefly, you know, what are the things that managers need to be thinking about? Okay, so I think the first step is to understand which type of investment you're trying to attract. So when I say type of investment, are you looking for a seed deal? Would you prefer to get a pool of individual investors and get to the stage where then, uh, based on that, you can seek 
uh, accelerator capital or do you just want to maintain full ownership of your business and put investors into a fund so once you've understand understood really how your business is going to be managed then you'll have a better idea of who you should be pursuing so it's really important to do that work and understand the requirements of different allocators some allocators won't look at frontier markets if that's your strategy look elsewhere um, and you can do this in a number of ways, subscribing to databases, because databases really are there for the benefit of allocators. So consistently posting your returns um, and all the information that's relevant. There are lots of great conferences now that aren't dressing up um, thoughts around leadership and, and thought pieces. It's all about meeting the investor. And I'm thinking now iConnections do great conferences. They're probably worth looking at because you will actually get in front of a real investor who's going to allocate money possibly. And also utilizing all of your service providers. Cap intro teams can be really useful, but also your lawyers probably have investors as clients, as would your um, fund admins, as would your auditors. So talk to those guys. Um, you're paying the money to service you and see if they're hearing things and if there are people that maybe they can make very gentle introductions to that you can approach directly yourself. So there's lots of different ways of doing this. Um, one last thing I would say is gone are the days of blast emails. Um, it's probably useful to you know, send your monthly update to a lot of people. It's a very useful channel to get certain data points out there, but you're not going to elicit any real meaningful engagement by just sending out lots of emails. So try and have a really targeted approach. When you're producing a, a, a pitch book or an email, it's not like writing a novel where you have a beginning, middle and end, and the end is the, the big release. You actually need to set out your stall at the beginning. So make your email short. You need to say from the get-go, who you are, what your strategy is, what your strategy is trying to achieve and why you're probably better than the next person at doing that. What's your differentiator? Um, people don't have time to wade through hundreds of paragraphs and uh, get to pay, page 10 of a uh, pitch book. And then suddenly you've revealed that you're a long, short equity or distressed debt fund. And I've seen a lot of that in the past. So be succinct, unlike me at the moment, and try and get there as soon as possible. So bringing this full circle then and thinking about, you know, what's AIMA's role in terms of engaging with the emerging manager community, what services and support do we offer to emerging managers or as we describe them, the next generation of managers? Well, we provide a lot of support to next generation managers. And as you know, Tom, because you started the initiative over 10 years ago in EMEA, uh, we run the Next Generation Manager Group, which is a peer group where we get speakers in to talk to managers about issues that are pertinent to their size and stage of development. And happily before the pandemic, this used to take place in person. We now move quite seamlessly to Zoom last year and this year. And we have topics, we cover topics, not just IR, people will be happy to know. I, I know that's my hobby horse, but we have regulatory sur uh, surgeries where law firms will come in and talk about things that those managers need to be thinking about. 
we do a lot of work around whether it's ODD or actual operational functions that these managers need to be thinking about. And that's been really successful. We have an accompanying half day summit uh, where there's a lot of networking attached after the panel sessions that's going to be returning live to London next year. Um, this has been a very successful group and I'm very happy to say that one of my colleagues in the US is going to be initiating a next generation peer group there for North American managers and our APAC team runs Acorns of APAC which is a series of events focused on new managers in APAC region. So we'd, as well as sort of those events focused things and get, get togethers, we also produce white papers we're doing research and, and we've done research in the past. I know you're doing a paper at the moment, Tom, with your team. And this provides education and intelligence around what emerging managers are doing. I think it's very useful because we do have a large investor community membership who get access to that information. Um, so yes, we're doing a lot and we continue to do more. And we really focus on that for our managers. Uh, so a real global effort and Amos stands with the emerging manager and the next generation of manager. And as you mentioned, Fiona, we are doing a piece of work with Cowan International Prime Brokerage, uh, which is the third of our annual emerging manager or next generation of manager surveys. Um, the survey itself is available on our website and please do um, keep an eye out for it in our weekly news. Um, we would love to hear from emerging managers across the globe um, to give us their insights on the challenges and opportunities that you face during this time. And that report will be out in January. Fiona, lots more we could talk about in terms of your work with the next generation of managers. Um, I, we'd love to have you back on the long short again very soon, particularly when we get to hear from you with the conference coming up next year. But for now, thanks very much for joining the long short. Thank you, Tom. The Long Short was brought to you by AMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, the global representative of the alternative investment industry. If you would like to learn more about AMA's work with emerging managers and or join AMA's Next Generation of Managers Group, please email Fiona Treble at ftreble at ama.org. And in our next podcast, to go out on the 3rd of November, we will discuss AMA's new research paper, which examines the war on talent across the hedge fund industry. A new podcast of The Long Short will be available every other Wednesday at AMA.org, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. So if you like what you hear, please spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon.